I had to change seats today on the GO train because I sat uh, down and then somebody sat across from me and they started coughing and then they called in and I heard them saying, yeah, I am really sick and I'm going into school anyways. And I thought, guess what? Train's not too crowded because there's a lot of people off today. You notice that? A lot of people not at work. It was nice light traffic on the way into work and the GO train was actually a a pleasant trip this morning because it just wasn't crowded. A lot of people... uh, uh, off and it is the beginning of flu season. I understand that we're already starting to see uh, flus appearing in emergency rooms. So we're joined now by uh, our resident Global News 640 Toronto health expert, Dr. Brett Balchets. Brett, welcome to the program. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I'm hearing uh, that there was a uh, study done. It was uh, the Public Health Agency of Canada hired the research firm Leger to ask uh, Canadians in early 2018 whether they received a shot or a spray, that being for the flu, and if not, why? And just 38% of Canadians were vaccinated during last year's flu season. They were hoping for a goal, uh, meeting a goal of 80%. Do you find that percentage shocking? Uh, unfortunately, I, you know, I wish the answer was yes, but, but the answer is no. It, it's not shocking at all to me that these are the kinds of numbers that we're seeing. You know, even in my personal experience with patients that I speak to, with family, with friends, with coworkers, I, you know, I'm frequently being asked by everybody, do you think I actually should get this shot? Most people, when I tell them, yes, they should get this shot. Um, you know, I met with some amount of skepticism or, or disbelief that it's actually the right answer. Many, many, many people I speak to are not getting the shot, you know, even despite uh, medical advice from myself and other practitioners. Um, so, so, you know, I think this is, you know, unfortunately the state of affairs, and I think it's in part due to misconceptions about how severe of an illness the flu is, uh, largely due to misconceptions about uh, whether or not the vaccine is actually helpful. And, Finally, I think there is just a huge amount of disinformation that's being spread by anti-vaccine advocates and, and, and people that are in that space that all of this is sort of combining to, to lead to people just choosing, uh, for whatever reason, uh, all of these combined or just one of them not to get the vaccination. Is this a relatively new mindset? When did you see this start? This is something that I've seen accelerating over the years. And, it, you know, I think when I first went into medical training, it, it was very unheard of. You know, when I went to medical school almost 20 years ago, it, it was well accepted that vaccines worked, they were effective, they were safe, they were one of the greatest public health interventions around. And it would be very unheard of for people to choose not to get widely recommended vaccines. Um, you know, and then over time, what, what happened is, you know, we had that fraudulent article that tied the MMR vaccine to autism. And, mm-hmm. I, and I think it ignited a wildfire of, of skeptics and, and conspiracy theorists to somehow, you know, decide that all vaccines were bad, that all vaccines were tied to some sort of ill effect. And, and we've, we've created this entire realm, which I've seen ever expanding over the last few years of, of pseudoscience. So people that have no scientific background, that, that write papers that, that have, you know, really no basis in science stating that vaccines are, are evil in a number of ways. And so what we've seen is, is unfortunately, over the course of you know, the last 15 to 20 years, this incredible emergence of a large uh, and very vocal and sometimes very aggressively vocal community of people who not only uh, don't want to get vaccinated, but they actually are, are seemingly very, very interested in making sure that nobody else gets vaccinated as well. And, and in terms of spreading misinformation, that seems to be one of their priorities. So it, it's unfortunate that this definitely is an accelerating phenomenon over the last 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that everybody knows that it's been debunked because people hear what they want to hear. It's amazing uh, what people think you've said on the radio. 
when you haven't said that. So, uh, yes, no link to autism between the flu vaccine or any vaccines. Um, that was debunked. So uh, it, yeah. if you think that you are um, personally, if you don't think you're personally at risk, why is it important for you to get the flu shot? Because, I, Brett, it's so easy to get. You know, you walk into a shopper's drug mart, say, I want the flu shot. They sit you down, they roll, you roll up your sleeve, you get the flu shot, bada bing, bada boom, you wait for 15 minutes and you go home and there's no uh, financial transaction. Why is it important to get it? So the most important reason to get it is that there is nobody out there that's not at risk. So this idea that you have that you are healthy, you're an adult, you don't get sick, and even if you get the flu, it's a mild illness, uh, all of that is wrong. So the flu uh, affects everybody, and everybody over the age of six months should get a vaccine. And in fact, the flu is not a mild illness. So most people confuse the flu with the common cold, which is a nuisance illness. The flu is something much, much more serious. Uh, in fact, the flu is actually one of the leading killers. Even in developed countries like Canada, we see thousands of deaths from the flu across North America every single year. Uh, and unfortunately, when we get a bad strain of the flu, it tends to actually sometimes affect disproportionately affect healthy people more so than unhealthy people. So, you know, in some years we've seen very healthy adults with no underlying medical conditions be the people that have the worst outcomes from the flu. So uh, for all of these reasons, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. This is something that can kill you. And so even though it's not perfect, even though, you know, in a good year, the flu vaccine is only about 50% effective. Um, if I were to tell you, you know, there was an intervention that you could put into your automobile that would make you 50% more likely to survive a crash, uh, I don't think a lot of people would say, I'm going to say no to that because it's not 100% effective. I think most people would say, yes, please put that safety device in my car. And this is no different. This is something that will make you 50% more likely to not have a terrible, potentially deadly illness. And there is no reason out there, no good reason out there to not get this shot. Do we know why uh, healthy people are, you know, at greater risk or were greater risk of getting the flu? Is it because, you know, they just don't seem to take care of themselves the same way? Well, I, I wouldn't say that healthy people are at greater risk. So this changes from year to year. So, you know, the flu mutates uh, quite a bit every single year. So in some years, what we'll see is that, you know, it's people with underlying medical conditions who have, you know, some predisposition to actually be more vulnerable. They are the ones that are getting sick. And in other years, it's fully healthy adults. So, you know, if we look at the biggest flu epidemic, for instance, the Spanish flu, Spanish flu epidemic at the beginning of the 20th century, which killed millions of people, that one was affecting in huge numbers healthy people. And there's a lot that we don't understand about the flu, and one of the things that we don't understand is in any given year why specific populations seem to be more vulnerable. Uh, you know, there's lots of theories floating around. Uh, I think that the best way to look at it is that the flu is an incredibly different animal every single year, mutates incredibly differently. We cannot predict who is going to be affected in any given year to the most, uh, uh, to the greatest extent and to the worst extent. And therefore, you know, don't try to you know, play this like uh, your odds at a casino and think that this is the year that I'm going to be okay. Mm. You need to assume that your group is vulnerable and whatever group you're in, be you somebody with underlying medical conditions or being healthy, you still need to get that shot. Dr. Belchetz, this report, uh, the agency set a goal of getting 80% of high-risk Canadians vaccinated. They felt short. 39% of adults with chronic medical cases didn't bother with the shot. Um, they say that 71% of seniors, they're another high-risk area, they actually uh, got the shot. Are, are we seeing that seniors are more responsible because they remember uh, when the flu was a big deal? Do, is there any correlation with that? 
It's, you know, I think there's a number of factors that, that make seniors more likely to get this immunization. One of those factors is just that seniors have a great deal more interactions with the healthcare system. So, you know, your typical healthy 25-year-old just doesn't go to the doctor very often. And healthcare is not on their mind very much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's hard for us to influence them. It's hard for us to make them aware that the shot is available. It's hard for us to explain to them the necessity. You know, but if you are, say, a 75-year-old with heart disease, you're seeing the doctor 10, 20 times in a year. And on every single one of those occasions, you're being reminded that the flu shot is out there, reminded of the consequences of you not getting it. And I also think the other factor that is very important is that people who are elderly who have had experience with severe illness, they don't feel invulnerable anymore. And this mm-hmm. is a big problem we have across multiple elements of society is that young, healthy people, be it when we're talking about vehicle safety, motorcycle safety, you know, whatever type of safety issue we're talking about, generally they feel that nothing can hurt them. And so the flu is yet another thing that they feel that will not take them down. And so it's that psychology of thinking that they don't need it because they'll just be fine is a very different thing between that age group and what we see in older age groups. Dr. Belchetz, I know flu season's begun. Uh, in uh, Beyond getting the flu shot, washing your hands, awfully important to do. What else can we do to avoid the flu? Well, I think, first of all, uh, that story you told about the person on the train who had the flu, very important that that's not you. So if you have the flu, stay home. You're not doing anybody any favors if you're going to work, if you're taking public transit. You are infectious with the flu for as long as you have symptoms. When you go on that train, you are potentially risking infecting everyone on that train. When you go to your workplace, uh, I know there's a lot of people that feel that their workplace can't survive without them, but your workplace certainly is not going to survive well if everybody gets the flu. So, you know, really important to wash your hands, get the vaccine, stay away from anybody who's sick and make sure that you don't go to work if you're that person who's sick and make sure that your workplace does not encourage people to come to work sick. Make sure your workplace is responsible and sends people home. How do you know you have the flu and not the cold? You know, this is a question I get all the time. Uh, the, the easiest answer I can give is that typically cold symptoms are from the neck up. So people with a cold, you know, they have that stuffy nose, that, the congestion in their throat, they're coughing. But most of the time when you're coughing, you can feel that it's the stuff that's trickling down your nose that you're just coughing back up. It, it's very much a sort of neck up feeling. And, you know, most of your body feels fine during a cold. The flu is something that affects your whole body head to toe. So we have the high fevers, the muscle aches. You have a deep, dry cough. Um, all of these things are much more severe, uh, and you feel terrible. Your energy levels are low. You struggle to get out of bed. Um, people who know who have had a real flu typically know they've had the flu. It's orders of magnitude more severe from head to toe than what you feel with a cold. I really appreciate your time today. Hopefully we've uh, convinced a couple of people to at least get the flu shot. Thanks so much, Dr. Belchetz. My pleasure. Have a great day. Cheers. You too.